Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, And tonight, um, we have a very fun topic. Fun in the way that it's like, I love exploring all things that get us beyond um, all of our judgments of ourselves so that we can have way more fun in our lives and our bodies. And for those of you who listen to this show on a regular basis, you'll know that we kind of have a theme. We we tend to have a lot of people who um, work with access consciousness tools on this show. And tonight, we're having something completely different, just for fun. And I love always looking at um, how other people have approached things and different points of view. And I like everything is included in consciousness. So um, tonight we're actually going to be looking at how to move beyond body judgment and not with the usual tools that you'll hear on this show. So how does it get any better than that? Um, and for those of you who are brand new to this show, I want to welcome you and thank you for listening tonight. So um, tonight, actually, um, you're listening to me, and I'm your host, and how awesome is that? Um, I actually do a lot of fun things with bodies, so one of the purposes of this show is to actually invite people to have greater ease with their body and their lives, and to really, like, step up to what is uh, the pleasure zone for you in your life. So, you know, for some people, that is actually um, has to do with intimacy, physical intimacy, and for some people, that has to do with painting or movement or dancing. And so the pleasure zone really is not just about um, copulation. This this show is really about inviting you to look at all the different ways you can have more pleasure in your life. And it just happens that we happen to have bodies uh, right now in this embodiment. We have bodies, so I love talking about them. And one of my specialties is actually working with bodies to create more ease in them through a type of body movement, which is a somatic body movement called the mitzvah technique, which is a type of body movement that aligns your spine through gentle movement. So that's something that I trained in, and it's something that I love offering the world and the planet. And um, also another thing that I offer people for their bodies is energy work in many different varieties I've learned. And one of my very favorites is something called the bars from access consciousness. And that's um, these points on the head. And when you touch them, your life pretty much changes. And if it doesn't change, you know, at least you get really, really, really relaxed. Um, I had to laugh because one of my clients this weekend uh, said, how do you do that? You touch my head and in 30 seconds I fall asleep. I'm like, it's magic. And it actually is kind of like magic. So uh, for all of you listening out there, if that just sounds like super great fun and you would love to have your body uh, in this like state of relaxation, um, it really comes down to choosing it. <laughs> choosing it, find somebody in your area that does it. Come fly up to Toronto, to Canada. Find me, invite me. I will show up. 
<laughs> I love traveling. I love going places and and uh, offering uh, what I do to to bodies. And you know, essentially, the being receives that as well. So um, tonight, my guest, <laughs> actually, after 27 years of not, uh, actually, we've been chatting with each other on Facebook for years, but. Um, for 27 years, I've actually not had like a full-on conversation with Nikki, and we went to grade seven and eight together way back in the day. And it's like, wow, that's really cool. And this week, um, she had a post about a show that she's created called Loving and Leaving Ed, um, and it inspired me. And I thought, you know what? Like, let's have Nikki on the show, and let's talk about bodies and getting out of body judgment. I, I do... I have an awareness of what the show is about, um, but I don't know exactly what it's about because I haven't gone to see it yet, and I'm excited to go see it. And I've actually just told some people about um, Nikki being on the show, and they've already gotten like excited to to go watch it with me. So, who is this Nikki character anyway? Right? Everybody's wondering who is this Nikki character. So Nikki <laughs> is actually a writer, producer, and reformer of this musical narrative called Loving and Leaving Ed. So Nikki's been performing her show for the last five years at various venues across the greater Toronto area and in an effort to raise awareness on the growing social issues of mental wellness, body image, self-esteem, and eating disorders. Nikki's a talented singer as well as an advocate on these issues and has combined her passion and purpose to create an event that has touched the lives of everyone who has seen it. And so for those of you who want to find her on YouTube, you can um, you can find that. We have links that are going to be in the A to Zen, um, on the event for this A to Zen show. And I think it's also in the archives as well. You can also find her. There's a link for the Rogers.com media. And you can find her on her website as well, uh, HTTP backslash backslash or you even know those these days I don't know loving and leaving Ed so loving with a capital and with a capital leaving with a capital and Ed is capital E D dot com so I invite you to check that out and check out Nikki so even back in the day I remember Nikki like I think it was grade seven or eight you were actually like in the talent show and I don't know if you guys won, but I remember you being in the talent show. <laughs> you and this other girl, Lisa, that was in our class. And, like, yes. Lisa was, like, George Michael. And I can't remember who you were, but, I like, I remember you were on stage because I, I was like, I could never do that. And now I have a radio right. show. Who knew? <laughs> so, That's so, so that was cool. Did you guys win that year? I can't remember. But I always thought of you as a performer. So I thought it was just, like, really cool that you now have your own show. And yeah, that that means a lot to me. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, that's cool. I, uh, that's cool. It's it's just you know you just took my mind back. You know, so far I actually forgot about that, right? So it's nice to be reminded of how many years I've been, you know, loving music and and loving performing and now aligning it with my purpose, right? After all these years, so yeah. That's really cool. So can you tell us a little bit about um like what what is it that strikes close to your heart about loving and leaving Ed that, you know, has you want to share this with the world? Um, you know, for me as the writer of this show, I really understand how deep of a relationship an eating disorder or any, any, you know, um, you know, any, any of these ailments can be or, and I, and I feel like they really are relationships, you know, that you have with yourself. And yes. once you start to look at it like that, you can sort of take it out of your mind, out of your body and look at it. You know, that you have the power to change your relationship, talk to it differently, listen to it in a different manner. 
And so for myself as the writer, I thought, wow, wouldn't it be great to turn Ed into a character and interact with him, take him out of my mind? And and, and it's it sort of once you take it out of your mind, you can steer it a little differently, you know, because now it's outside of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of the work I do is literally like clear your mind so that you can actually like see the truth of what's really going on. So I love it. It's like um, you, you've actually like had that sort of uh, come into your awareness on your own through your writing, which is brilliant. Like, you know, some people will spend thousands of dollars on therapy and classes like I did, or <laughs> you can start writing like whatever works for you. <laughs> so um, well, that's the, the thing, beauty of it. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. And the, and, and the thing about Ed also is I thought, you know, how can I make it relatable, you know, to everyone? And I turned Ed into a character, I turned him into a male figure, a relationship, um, a love story. I, you know, everyone can relate to a friend or a boyfriend or a husband or a lover, you know? And so by turning this relationship, you know, into, you know, or turning the story into how relationships start, how people get into our lives, how they start to dictate to us and, and how we, how they influence us, how we start to believe them. We take their word over our own word. We take their opinion, their judgment. And especially when we fall in love because we start to become codependent and we start to feel that we can't live without that person. And so really loving and leaving Ed is, a musical love story. I turned Ed into a male character and I told a story about, you know, how we met, um, what was going on in my life when I met him, how he told me I needed him, how I believed that, you know, how, you know, he started to give me advice. I started to take it. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, how I became codependent on him and how he began, began to influence me in ways that were now negative and abusive. And, when I tried to stand up to him, how he completely reduced me and told me that I could not live without him. And then the, the whole journey of this story is, you know, really, really, you know, coming to that place where I'm going to stand up to this now and I will no longer accept this in my life. And so, you know, I think that my story really, you know, dissects, um, you know, the ways in which relationships can, can sneak in and then take over if they don't serve for a positive purpose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and if you're not aware of what's going on, right? Yeah, the creeping in. So the judgments that creep in, like the judgments of, uh, you know, we were talking about how, I thought it was interesting how you said about the, uh, like the abuse of right. that. It's like, because how many people actually ever see, you know, they might see that they're having like an eating disorder or there's like a mental health issue, but they don't actually see that that, that relationship they're they're having with that thing, like that entity of the um, mental health issue, that that issue is actually abusive towards them. Like that is such yeah. a brilliant play on it. It's like, would you actually choose that? If this right. was an abusive relationship, would you choose to be in it? Exactly. And, and also that you don't have to be in it. You know, um, what you see in my musical is, a like, I don't change my clothes. I don't change my character. You know, I don't have a costume change. What happens is the transition of what's going on in my mind, the way I speak to myself, the way what I listen to, it changes. And the whole philosophy behind my writing or this particular story is once you change the way you look at it, what you're looking at, look, looking at changes. And so what you actually see is the transformation of my mind, not my body, not my physical appearance. 
Do you know what I mean? Like I, I totally I, get I, what you mean. Yeah, I just think yeah. It's funny, we're having this conversation when I said to everybody, "This is going to be a different way of looking at things," but in fact, it's pretty much how I actually operate. You, so, right. It's like yeah, right. changing your point of view and how your point of view actually creates your reality. And once you change that point of view, you can create dynamic change in your life. And it doesn't mean that right. your body is going to morph overnight, but it might. But it's really about changing right. your point of view. Right. And, and and everything else just follows. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So there's, yes, such, exactly. There's, there's such simplicity in it. It's like we almost complicate these things. Like, first, we have to look at not only where did this start, but, uh, you know, it, it's like, and, and in the story, like when you're telling the story, you actually talk about the relationship and where it does start. And yes. though with a lot of therapy, it actually makes you rehash all of the pain of it. And it's right. not that the, the pain isn't necessarily what's serving you or changing anything, but looking at the relationship of what you've created, that yes. will start to have you acknowledge it and change it. So that's brilliant. I think Thank that's you. why I like people are like excited. Like I'm excited to see your show. And I'm like, I actually was like actually considering just like sending my daughter home with my mom on like, cause, so Nikki's got a show coming up in the GTA on it's May 8th. Um, uh, May 9th. Correct? May 9th. 9th. Sorry. I knew it was like the day, like, I'm leaving Toronto or I'm coming. <laughs> it's like, there's like a timeline that was like, what else is possible? So, but she's got a, quite a few shows coming up. So there's another one in June as well. Um, so yeah. I know this year I'm making it to your show because um, just fun. It's just like such a fun concept that, um, like, on this show, we often talk about our relationship with ourselves and our bodies and how we often separate that. Um, and our body is like, you know, we kind of wear these bodies in this lifetime, but truly they are like mutable. They, they can change all the time. So, right. and if we just acknowledge like from the time we were born till now, how much has our body changed? It's And it's like sometimes with stuff, we get stuck in our head like, oh, this is never going to change and it's getting worse and blah, blah, blah. But it's actually been right. changing since the moment you were conceived. So. That's right. I That's think right. the, the beauty of it is to acknowledge that there's always room for change and like the possibility for that is just huge. That's right. So for myself, I think, you know, evolving spiritually, just who I am as a person outside of my physicality, like who am I, you know, me, yeah. you know, and, and, and what am I capable of? Like what, what's my purpose? What's, what's my power? What's my influence? And, you know, once I could really, sort of, you know, get excited about using my talents to impress people, you know, using, or not impress, to reach people, to reach people, you know, and, 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 you know, I started to have this feeling of going in, out in a social setting, and I always used to worry about what was I going to wear, and how do I look, and, oh, I don't have the right pants, and I don't have the right shoes, and, and then now, now I just feel like, oh, man, I can't wait to have a great conversation, and leave someone better then they walked in, you know, like to just know that today when I go to this event, what I'm wearing won't even matter because whoever talks to me tonight is going to walk out a better person. You know, I get yeah. really excited about that now. And Which once, is so once, funny. Can I just say like from what I remember yeah. of you in in like grade seven, eight was like you were the bubbly girl who was always <laughs> like making people, you were drama a bit, like you could be really, really happy and then be like bawling your eyes out. But you were like, yeah 
alive, right? Like really yeah. present and alive. <laughs> and like Nikki was like the Gina. So she had like yeah. the biggest hair <laughs> of everybody in school, like biggest and like had the most like the most makeup of everybody, but you also were like way more fashionista than all of us. So I think it's no really way. Funny. No way. Where I Bad thought you was like the fashion Yeah, but you had your you had like style. You had like a style about you that was you. I was like, there's no missing that was Nikki. Like, it's just funny. You know, this is a part of my life I'm trying to forget, right? <laughs> really my funny. big hair and my neon mascara. But I loved but it. You know, and it was just like you were so just like there. Like, it was like, I'm going to be seen. Like, you just like had this like, I'm going to be seen. Fuck the rest. Sorry. I, I'm just like, whew, just went on a little swear fest. But it was just like this attitude of like, you know what? I am... I'm here, see me. Like there was like yeah. this desire, like deep desire to be acknowledged and seen. And right. I remember going like you had I remember thinking you were gutsy. Like that <laughs> it's like, wow, she'll just like wear anything. Like that is just so cool. Like I don't I'm not that gutsy. Like I'm trying to hide my body and stuff and yeah, I just right. thought you were cool for that. So that's really funny. <laughs> you're like, I'm trying to forget that part. <laughs> it's really funny. Because you're saying fashion, it was bad, bad, bad. But you know, I, you know, I think I think what you're um, mentioning, which I love so much and appreciate so much, is my spirit. I think that's one thing that I lost, you know, and or or I was struggling to hold on to was, you know, over the years, past grade seven into grade nine into grade ten, high school. Everybody knows about high school. You know, my spirit was starting to die. And I did love that part about myself, too, because I was still naive in grade seven. I still I was hurt, but I wasn't too hurt. You know, I was jaded, but I wasn't too jaded. You know, I was insecure, but I hadn't really been I hadn't really noticed, you know, or, um, you know, I could feel things, but not very deeply because I wasn't as aware. But then high school comes and, you know, you start to bury feelings and and feelings get lower and deeper and deeper until you start to lose that spirit. And I think for me, you know, the loss of my energy and my spirit was the saddest part of my life because I I felt its absence. I felt I felt like I was not alive. I felt like that part of me died and I was just going through my days. You know what I mean? And and that's why, you know, loving and leaving Ed is sort of, you know, um it's my my pain and my purpose coming together, you know, my pain of losing my spirit, but then my purpose of, you know, or my dreams of loving to sing, loving to perform, wanting to be seen, wanting to be heard, because on some level, deep down, I believed that my voice was powerful because I had energy. I had a good heart. I was a nice person. I really, really, really genuinely cared about people. So for my voice to be silenced because of depression or a mental instability or, or an eating disorder was unacceptable to a personality like mine. Yeah. So, you know, loving and leaving Ed is just taking that pain and the purpose, putting it together. And, you know, I, I didn't want to just be a singer that got on stage, you know, and just, Hey, look at me. I can dance better than you. Hey, look at me. I'm a great <laughs> singer. Hey, look at me. It's not what I'm about at all. So I thought, how can I take my music, my dreams, put them together and make a difference in other people's lives as well as my own. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. um, we are going to go to break in about 30 seconds. And for all of you listening, just like take a minute while we're on break. You know, you can feel free to listen to the ads and make them really important. Or you can actually reflect, if you like, on something else. And like, what if you actually just reflected for a minute that everywhere in your life where you've actually been 
um, you know, diminishing you. Uh, like Nikki's talking about, like, t- her spirit being taken away. But everywhere you've actually diminished who you truly be. Um, and that just, like, reflect on what it is that you made really, like, what did you make wrong about it? And what if there actually is some strength in that? Um, the way, Nikki, you were saying, like, you knew that you could actually use your voice and, and your the character you be. Like, just who you be. Like, just the desire to be seen and how you can use that to actually contribute to people to change their lives so for everybody um out there listening like you everybody every single one of us has gifts and i like want all of you to acknowledge like where you're if you're making yourself really wrong for a bunch of stuff the chances are you've got a secret hidden talent in there so um please just play with that even if it's only for the next minute or two play with that so We're going to head to break now, and when we come back on the Pleasure Zone, we're going to explore more of this topic um, to give you guys some tips and tools, too, you can use so that you can actually um, allow yourself to move beyond body judgment, too. So we shall see you guys in a minute. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone Radio Show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. Are you driving with the engine warning light on when it comes to listening to your body? Pull over and come to a three-day body class with Juna Guter. Is now the time for learning the language of your body? Is now the time to change what isn't working? Now is the time. Juna will be in Toronto and Europe in May, facilitating the three-day body classes and the Right Body for You taster classes. Is your body asking for this? Take action and register now on the accessconsciousness.com website. This is the Pleasure Zone with Body Whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the US, call 815-880-8255 talk or Canada 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and tonight my guest is Nikki Diakopoulos Policelli. I think I got the Policelli <laughs> part right, but I remember Diakopoulos. Diakopoulos. <laughs> happy belated Easter, Nikki. So. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how you say it in Greek, but in Serbian, it's uh, Christos Voskrese. So yeah. there you go. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Something like that. Close to that in Greek, uh, Christos Anesti, right? Yes, yes. Yes, cool. I, I knew I know I know some Greek, but not very much. <laughs> no, 
Um, so what I wondered um, when we were on break was, you know, the chances are that we're actually speaking to a lot of people because I get a lot of curious, uh, you know, teens, tweens who listen to this show, parents who have their children listen to this show for educational purposes because they might not want to speak to their children about stuff. So yeah. I get to be like the sex with Sue for the new generation. <laughs> so I <laughs> wondered if, um, if there's anything that you would actually say to maybe a teen that is in high school that was going through what you were going through um, in high school, you know, when, you know, leaving grade eight, where we're like the kings of the school. Uh, right. And, and, you know, Nikki was a popular girl in school. So I don't know if you knew that, Nikki, but you were one of the popular girls. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like everyone. I, I never, I never really thought popular, but that's great. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it on the <laughs> Did y'all hear that? Did everybody hear that? I was the popular. You were the funny girl the and the popular girl, and like the, to me, you were like the fearless girl. Like you were just fearless. So I thought wow. that was really cool. Um, there's like certain people that stand out in my mind from like grade school, and certain people I'm like, those people were in school with us. Like they just yeah. like. I didn't even know, right? But then there's other people yeah, yeah. who, like, they actually, like, made an impact. And, Nikki, like, right. you're one of those people who made an impact. So oh, I just wow. would like you to, like, Thank acknowledge you. that, like, yeah, so this one's just now in your life. Like, you've always been awesome. You've always been potent. That's so. very, very, very nice of you to say. Thank, Thank you very much for saying that. Yeah, you're welcome. So for those <laughs> those of you who are like listening and you are in, you know, you're leaving grade eight and you're going into high school and, you know, you're entering like there are a lot of people kind of leaving school right now and they're kind of entering the okay. zone and, you know, going through puberty. There's like so much body image judgment that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember like that was that was torture for me it was like all of the years of puberty were absolute torture. You know, we had a girl in our class who had like double D boobs, and I was like, I'm like, I'm like the flattest girl in school. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, and I'm the, like one of the tallest, so all the boys' eyes are right at my boob level. And it's like really not fun. <laughs> so there's this like uncomfortableness that happens with our bodies, and like, what kind of tips would you give to people? You know, you know, teens have it, but then we sometimes get it later on in life too, you know, going through menopause or whatever, like we might be going through right. stuff. So what would you say to people who are, you know, judging their bodies or feeling uncomfortable with their bodies? Um, and like, what, what advice did you give you to get out of the judgment of your body? You know, uh, for me, a big word was discipline, you know, um, healthy uh, habits that honor your body, mm-hmm. healthy habits that, are respectful to the body, um, you know, like just, just, just sort of, you know, a few things that you think would be healthy, you know, a healthy way of life. So for me, it was like, you know, get enough sleep, um, exercise, you know, not to punish yourself, exercise every day because it, it, it moves your blood and, and it, and it gets things getting to the right places in your mind. And, and also, you know, eating well, making good choices, right? Not to punish yourself, not to diet, just good food choices that feed your body, fuel your body for, for, great energy for concentration, um, you know, be nice to another person every single day, you know, look, look at, look at people and say, who can I be nice to today? Who can I help? These are all really good disciplines. And for me, if I just focus on my disciplines, 
then my what I look like, you know, is secondary. Like I feel like I will look the way I am supposed to look. I'm I, the way I was created in God's image. That's how I will look. But see having unhealthy habits and sitting around and not respecting your body, not honoring your body, you know, then you've got a problem with your body. You know, you're not, you're not respecting, you're not honoring it. So, you know, you might develop a weight problem. You might develop, you know, you know, you, you, you might start to pick on yourself, but if you're, if you're following a good discipline and you've done everything you can to be kind to yourself, feed yourself lovingly, then, you know, how you look is how you look. And I'm okay with that as long as I'm following a healthy discipline. You know, that's sort of my advice, I think. No, I love that. That's essentially what yeah. I would say. Honor you, like honor your body. And and what does that mean to you is completely different for you than anybody else out there. Um, right. Like you were saying, for you, that's, you know, getting enough sleep. And for some people, it would be maybe not sleeping 14 hours a day, but sleeping you know, seven or eight hours a day, because sometimes you get in that depressed mode and you're just like never getting right. out of bed too. So, right. Um, yeah, it's right. to really acknowledge what would be creating the most too for you in your life and your body, right? So what are those things right. for you yeah, like, for and everybody? I really, really believe that because I think for myself, I mean, I was, I was, you know, my, my, my suffering with my eating, I was blaming food. I was blaming my body. I was blaming everything on, you know, not being able to exercise enough. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't dieting enough. I wasn't, why, why am I not perfect yet? You know, I worked so hard and really just punishing myself. And once I really understood just a healthy, gentle discipline in life, you know what, the rest of it just sort of happened naturally without force, you know? And, and I think the big one for me was also, focusing on other people, you know, not just yourself, you know, being kind to other people, like being an inspiration, you know, like getting a hug from somebody and they just say, thank you for that conversation. I needed that. Or thank you for taking the time to call me today. Or, you know, those things really make your soul feel happy, you know, elated and happy. And then, you know, they're happy, you're happy, everybody's happy. You know, it's just a nice feeling. And I, I think that's really important. Yeah, I mean, we live on a planet with 7.9 billion people. Who can you be kind to today? You know, first, yeah. can you be kind to you? And then when you start getting that you can be kind to you, pass it on. Yeah. How much fun yeah. can you have just being using kindness um, to yourself, yeah. your body, and other and others' bodies? Like, yeah, right. like that hug or a compliment or anything, you know? Giving right. the homeless guy an apple. <laughs> he might not right. like the apple, but you never know. Right. So And you know what else what else I found very helpful was I learned the art of non judgment. Yeah. I it's a practice. You know, when somebody walks in a room, a woman, a beautiful woman walks in a room, I don't I don't stare at her from head to toe. You know, I won't judge her in my mind, even if it's silently. I have made a conscious decision to not judge. I don't look at her that way I no longer comment on people's weight oh you've gained a little bit of weight or oh you've lost weight you look great I just don't do that anymore and I feel that if I can really 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 stop judging other people then I believe that I deserve to not be judged and I won't accept judgment because I don't give judgment so you know that was a really big one for me 
it was a really, and I had to practice that because, you know, we all judge each other. You know, we all compare ourselves to each other. But I've kind of taken on this this approach of, of just thinking, you know what, nobody's better or worse than anyone else. We just have different days, you know, different phases, yeah. different days. We are no better or worse than anyone else. And I kind of like being in that middle middle zone. I'm not competing with anyone anymore. You know, I'm not. I love the middle zone. I'm not, <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm not, I'm not, once I stop, you know, like, what am I suffering for? I don't want to be better than anyone else. And I don't want to be worse than anyone else. I think we're all just the same, just on different days, right? Yeah. So. And, and we're all gifts. And, like, we all are contributing to the planet. Whether you, you know, you think you're contributing or not, you don't have to be a world leader. Uh, you don't have to be the CEO of a company. Uh, you know, you don't have to have a radio show or you know, a play. You, right. no matter what, you're contributing to the planet and to right. everyone. So, yeah, right. the more can we just be the energy of kindness and caring mm-hmm. for everyone? Like, how much? Right. How much? Like, how much could that literally just eliminate all the stuff that does? Um, you know, starts that conversation that creates that relationship. That talking about the relationship with mental mental health issues like eating disorders and like like anything like in the addiction like what if right. just starting with that kindness and caring can actually mm-hmm. be one of the keys to eliminating this uh, nonsense that we have that runs our lives when we let it right right and you know what else um, Alicia is uh, talking about it you know, I, I feel that, you know, when you're very, very honest and you let down all your defenses and you're really open with people, they become very open with you, you know, and I feel that uh, once you sort of, I don't want to use the word admit, but I don't know what other word to use, but like admit, admit to another yeah. person, acknowledge, acknowledge yeah. or admit to another person that, you know, these are sort of my shortcomings, this is sort of how I feel, you know, this is where I'm at, you know, and then hearing where they're at, you know, and then everybody starts to just accept each other and themselves, right? And once you've sort of said something out loud and acknowledged it, you know, and, and they've accepted you and loved you no matter what you've said, then it becomes this nice, beautiful feeling of, again, we're all just, you know, the same and and we all have our shortcomings and we all have our gifts and we all have, you know, we're all sort of made up of these beautiful things, right? And things that are not so beautiful and that's okay too because that makes everything sort of come together and... You know, when you start talking and sharing with other women or men, you know, you you start to feel that, you know, it's it's like a community. It's it's just a community of people that just, you know, have um you know, just made up of good and, and bad and, and in you know, everybody just has their own their own thing in life, right? And and the sharing. The sharing is so important. You know, that's what makes, you know, the acceptance come alive as well, right? Yeah, so that whole like bit like you're you're calling it acceptance um in like a lot of the work I do we just call it allowance, right? So part of that yeah. um is like where, you know, whatever you're choosing, it's like, "Hey, that's your choice. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's not a right choice or a wrong choice. It's just a choice." Yeah. And it's like getting past that cuz it's like even when we say to somebody, well, you made a really good choice, then they're going to keep on thinking that they have to repeat that same thing over and over again because it's a good choice. But that right. may have only been a good choice that day, and then tomorrow something else will be a choice that works better. 
Right. So, yeah, part of that is just like really being willing to, like, ex- to me, it's like willing to be an explorer of right. possibilities for your body. Um, right. And to always check, like, your healthy habit um, today of, of seven hours of sleep may work for you great, but then tomorrow you might require eight. So it's right. it's not to judge you if you go a little longer or right. something. Because yeah. we'll do that too, like, oh my God, I slept too long. Okay, stop that. Right. Like, stop the right. nonsense in your head. It's one of my favorite tools right. is called Stop That Nonsense. <laughs> Right. Like, just stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Yeah. It's like crazy talk in your head. Yeah. Turn off that tape and like listen to what's really going on. Right. Because there's uh, well, I, there's something. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I love I love that feeling of of trusting my intuition. You know, your intuition was a gift. You know, your your intuitive self. You know, was given to you from birth. It's your birthright, and and I feel like you know what I love the feeling now of uh, you know trusting my intuition. I wake up in the morning and I ask myself, what do I need today? What do I want to eat today? What is my body asking for today? And just honoring that every single day, and and then you're not stuck on rules and yeah. you know stuck on stuck on you know well I've got to do this and I've got to do that. It's so rigid. It's more just you know it it, it flows right. It's your intuitive self, and I think getting in touch with intuition, you know, your own intuition about about everything is is also a great tool in 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 recovering from this. Absolutely, you know, not letting not letting the eating disorder own you or take away your intuition. Right, an eating disorder will say you're not allowed to eat bread, you're not allowed to eat, you know carbs, you're not allowed to eat sugar, you're not allowed. But your intuitive self says, you know what, today I'm menstruating and my body's low on iron. I'm eating red meat today. You know, tomorrow I I, I have a big marathon and I need carbohydrates, you know. And there's a real freedom in just sort of allowing your body to just tell you what it needs, listening to it and having that type of relationship with it. Yeah, it's really key. Actually, so this, um, I'm hosting a woman, uh, co-hosting with a friend of mine. Um, on Thursday in Toronto, there's an event out by the airport. It's called Right Body for You. And there's a, it's a great resource for getting uh, all kinds of tools. So it's in the GTA of Toronto. For those of you who are not in Toronto, you could fly out if you like. Um, but there's actually mm-hmm. classes around the world for Right Body for You. And they give you... In like an hour and a half, you get an abundance of tools to have way more allowance and ease with your body. So um, right. check that out online as well. I just want to throw that in as we're talking about like having more ease with your body because it is such um, when you actually start choosing to have a relationship with your body and waking up and asking, hey, what do you desire? What do you require? What would you like to digest today? What would you like to ingest right. today? It's right. like it's life changing because it's not based on rules at all, and it really, literally, can change every day. Um, right. The other day, my body was like really, really like woo hot peppers, and I was like wow. And <laughs> sometimes my body will be like whoa, like yeah, you know. And it's like right. no, no, we can't do that because like my gut's gonna be on fire. But my gut wasn't on fire. It was just like oh, right. cool, we're doing hot peppers today. Apparently right. you'd like a really good clean out. So it's like it's just like really funny because bodies are just funny. They'll just yeah. when you really start to listen, they'll just tell you crazy things. Like when yeah. you're really truly listening to your body, it might even you might think you're tired and you're like, Hey body, what would you desire to do right now? Your body might say, Go run for twenty K and you're not being right. obsessive. You're actually doing what your body is asking you. And it's right. yeah, so it's to just truly start listening 
more to right. that rather than the the chatter in your head. Yeah, and it's a different voice. Your body has that's like why, a different yeah. That's, that's why, why you call I love them Ed. The, yeah, that's <laughs> yes, exactly. That's why I love you know, I love you know a strong message in my play is you know, have a dream for your life and feed yourself lovingly. And feed yourself lovingly. If it goes down lovingly, if it if it's honoring your hunger, honoring your fullness, honoring your energy, honoring, you know, your needs, then that's love. It it can't harm you if it goes in lovingly without punishment, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, we don't want to eat, you know, a salad with tuna on it, but we'll get it down because that's the right thing to do. Well, that's really punishing when your body's not it asking for it, even if you. It's punishing. I've Absolutely. I've learned that because I've done done that to myself my whole life, right? Yeah, when you don't honor your and I've body. Never, That's great. I think yeah. it's so cool. Where have you been, Nikki? Why haven't we been talking <laughs> for the last 27 years? What the heck? <laughs> you know, I always thought you and I would be very good friends. Once we connected on Facebook, I was like, ooh, I'd like to get to know you better. That's we so were supposed to get together for coffee, but it never happened. Yeah. I know, it's true. I yeah. got busy. But it's so funny because yeah. we've been living parallel lives for the last 27 years <laughs> in our own ways. It's really funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's, and, you know, actually, there's never been a person I haven't met that hasn't had something that they struggled with, whether it was like, um, you know, whether it was an addiction or whether it was an eating disorder or depression or any of those things. Like, there's, there are these uh, energies on the planet that influence us. And, like, I love how you right. just talk about it as this relationship with Ed. And we do have these relationships that are so influential that, you know, once we start to acknowledge that they are running our lives rather than us running our own lives, um, right. when you start to get that you have choice in that and that you can run your own life and these things don't have to run it, so much right. can change. But I literally don't know a single person. And if anybody is out there who's never gone through anything, please write to me because I literally <laughs> don't know anybody who hasn't. <laughs> right. So, yeah, and so this this show to me is like relatable to everyone. Like every single yes. person has gone through something, so everybody can yes. relate to this, right? It's yeah, it's not a woman show, it's not a man show, it's no. a it's a sh it's a humanity show. It's like about like being alive basically and like tools right. for life, right? So it's I just yes. think it's brilliant and cool. And I remember even a few years ago when you first put it out, I was like oh, my God, I know her, and she's going to be famous. It was, like, really, really cool. So, I'm just, like, I just I have this knowing that you are, I mean, you're getting famous, and it just feels like it's even bigger. To me, it's, like, even bigger than you even are aware of. So oh, I like it. That's so nice. You know, I I um, I wrote, I wrote uh, on my social media, you know, I, I just put it out there where it says, who is Ed? You know, yeah. to me, Ed was an eating disorder, but who is Ed to you, right? Yeah. There's a part in my play at the very end where, you know, it's it's called Loving and Leaving Ed, but in my play, I actually say goodbye to someone else as well. And that's probably the part where every single person, you know, Evolved. struggling with any part of themselves that tells them that they're not good enough can relate to. You know, that that part in the play is where, I really take it away from the eating disorder and people really feel that, you know, um, sense of once I let go of that perfect image of myself in my head that never showed up, yeah. you know, once I accept that it may never come 
and that it's just me. Like I have to face the world, me, not my perfect image. Like I'm a, I've said goodbye to my perfect image and I have to go into the world unguarded now, you know, with no shield, no shield, no protection. I don't have an eating disorder protecting me. I have no crutch. I have no skinny body. I have no perfection as my guide. It's just me. And guess what? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. And, and I think that's the most important part of my play is saying goodbye to that perfect self that we're all trying to get, you know, that perfect position at work and that perfect status and, and that perfect mother and perfect everything. Perfect it's like body, a poison. Perfect size. Yeah. Per- perfection is. is like a poison. And like, yeah. so if you can, if you can even today, if you choose to change one thing in your life, look at what you're looking for as a perfection of an ideal of a yeah. utopian ideal and and please like acknowledge that this is like an insanity because it truly mm-hmm. is an insanity and there is no such thing you you yeah. actually being you is the most incredible you know gift you can be to everything right and, and has nothing to, to do with, yeah it has nothing to do with being perfect because no exactly who you be is exactly what the world requires and I think if you can really strengthen your mind and your character, you know, strengthen your spiritual faith, I feel that, you know, you can be a beacon of light to anyone you talk to. Like, people will value your opinion. They need you. You know, there's somebody in your life who needs you, not not what you're wearing, not what you look like, not your body. They need your opinion. And I feel like if you can really strengthen your mind and your character, then you have an opinion to offer to people who need you. And I'm I'm really excited about that. Like, I'm really working on that. Like, I used to work out at the gym and try to get that that perfect size and those perfect legs and those perfect arms. And now I go to chapters and I read a book because I just want to learn something that I don't know about because, hey, guess what? Somebody might be going through something and I might know how to talk to them about it today and they might need my kind heart because I'm I'm very willing to give away my opinion and my and my ear. I'm really willing to listen to somebody because I care about them. And you know, once like I focus on that, I, I just, the other stuff just kind of falls away. And you know what? I've been the same size my whole, like, I've been married for 12 years. I weigh the same as my wedding day. But for 10 years of, of my marriage, I've been striving and struggling and fighting my body. And I weigh exactly the same. Isn't and, that cool? Yeah. <laughs> now it's just well, like... No, I seem to have more fun. (laughs) No, but yeah, like, I mean, I've let go of stuff and I used to try so hard. You wouldn't believe how hard I tried. It consumed my whole life and I still weigh the same. Like my physical body never changed. Only my mind changed. And even, yeah. That's very cool because bodies are that cool. They really like you. You actually said that earlier, you know, and I totally agree, and I've seen it myself. It's like, your body is exactly how it would like to be. It's like you got, you know, and if it does change, maybe that's how it would like to be. I'm kind of paraphrasing yeah. you. But also, yeah. like, yeah, and it really does have to do with change your mindset. Choose something different. Yeah. Think about it differently. Right. See it differently. Get a new point of view. Because you actually are probably right. way more awesome and beautiful than you even think you are. Or anybody has ever told you. Right. Every, and I and I really want people to, I'm starting to realize that. I mean, I, it's still a process for me. I mean, my play, my play has healed me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because even be, be, even a year ago, I still, I was going through the motions, but, I, you know, the show would, the curtains would go down and I'd 
still feel how I felt, you know, and this is the first year in my life where I've actually accepted myself as I am. I'm not trying to alter myself in any way. I'm just trying to sort of enhance and maintain what God gave me and, and, you know, feed myself lovingly. That's my, that is a mantra of mine. Feed yourself lovingly because I don't, I don't like to say diet, but you know, healthy food is a, is a, is a huge component of healthy eating, but healthy food doesn't have to mean I'm, I'm eating this food because I want to be skinny. Healthy food just means I'm trying to eat this because I have a purpose in my life. And if I'm not healthy, I can't fulfill my, my purpose. I can't, I won't have the energy to show up. I won't have the, 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 the energy, I guess, the, the desire. No, you put it really well. The energy to show up, because it's really what it is, is so many people are not willing to show up or they're hiding or whatever. And mm-hmm. what if you can feed your feed your body, feed your soul, feed your being, and it just assists you. It's really, it's a tool to assist you. Like choosing yeah. to honor your body is a tool to assist you in creating the life you desire. I agree. And also, you know, um, I used to look at food like, okay, will this food make me skinny or will this food make me fat? Will this food make my stomach bloat or will this food make me flat? You know, like that's just how I thought in the past. Yeah. Now, now I focus on my dream in life, my purpose. And, and now I ask myself, does this food, is this food in line with my purpose? That's I it. Like it. Yeah. That's, that's it. You know, is this food going to make me, you know, make me, is it in line? That's that's the only way I can explain it. And if the food cool. is not in line with the purpose, if this food is going to harm me, then I don't want to eat it because it's going to harm me or take something away from me and the other people that I could be talking to today instead of being on my couch with the food, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying the food is a bad thing. Sometimes the food is wonderful. It's celebratory. It's a wonderful thing. But, you know, if it's a celebratory dinner, if it's Easter and I want to enjoy that, then that is in line with my day and how my and day is going. And your purpose, yeah. And my purpose, because yeah. I know that, I know that's not going to be a, a, it's not punishment, it's loving again. Like, it's a loving experience with my family and my friends, and I, I feel that that's very important too. As long as you trust yourself that this is not going to be, you know, um, the way that you're going to carry yourself throughout the week, throughout the month, you know, in a non-loving way. Yeah, and to not walk away from that and get, bogged down by oh my god I did this and feeling guilty because right. that's just that's really what creates the insanity right so right. if you can yeah, shed right. the guilt choose what works for you like you were right. saying feed yourself lovingly and when you are feeding yourself lovingly there is no guilt and and you know trust is a, is a big one for me because what happened to me is you know when I trusted myself when I when I learned that I I completely trust myself that I will not let myself be a victim to food and eating disorder anymore. Then my celebratory uh, holiday or dinner out with my friends or my anniversary is not, um, it's not a binge. It's not yeah. guilt. It's not punishment. It, it is an experience that I'm having with my family in a loving way because I trust that for the rest of the week, I will honor my body and I will honor myself. And then it doesn't become a binge. It doesn't become a cheat a cheat day, you know, it just becomes a day that I had with my family that I trust will not happen for a long time. My body will have ample time to digest it, to, you know, burn it off, to use it, you know, because I know that I'm not going to bombard myself with this type of behavior in a punishing way for the weeks to come. And once I trusted that, 
it didn't become that my binge would hurt me or it was bad or I had to be guilty. It was just, you know, kind of like permission, permission yeah. to have this because I trust myself moving forward. And that was huge for me, you know, just huge for me. I yeah. think that's a be- it's a beautiful um, kind of way to, we're kind of going to wrap up the show. So I just wanted to thank you, Nikki. It's kind of funny thank how you, fast Nikki. time flies on this show. Yeah. It does fly fast. Yes. So um, would you like to just give, so we have the three minutes till end, and I just wondered if you'd like to give um, everybody some final closing words on, you know, your tips like, uh, like feeding yourself lovingly and, uh, you know, truly is like eating what honors you, right? right? What honors your body and, and not judging it. And if there's anything you'd like to add to that, and I'd also like to let everybody know about um, other things you are creating and doing in the world, because Nikki doesn't right. just do plays. She does other things too. Right. <laughs> so. uh, well, on my last note, I guess just a quote from my play at the very end is where I say, you know, there is something out there that you are really good at. Find out what it is and do it well. You know, have a dream for your life. Feed yourself lovingly. You know, I think if you can really meditate on those sort of thoughts, I think that uh, great things can open up in your mind and your body. Um, as far as uh, the other things that I'm into, I'm also a senior hairstylist. I'm Mississauga at Lifetime Fitness. There's a spa located inside Lifetime Fitness. And um, I guess the first person who calls in, I guess I'd be very happy to, to offer a free hair, haircut and style if they'd like to come in and visit me at the Life Spa. The number is um, 289-290-6424. And again, the first person who calls in is, is more than welcome to a free haircut and style by me if they'd like to come. Wow, what a gift. <laughs> so yeah, for those yeah, of you listening, you. We, we have people listening around the world. You never know. People may fly in for that. <laughs> <It'd be very laughs> you cool. never know. <laughs> yeah. that, that would be cool. Um, so I just want to thank you so much, Nikki, for being on the show and for reconnecting after so all much. these years. And yeah. for, oh, thank for, you. The, for the gift you be and for what you're offering uh, the planet and using your voice and your ring and uh, everything that you are, are being and choosing to to be in the world right now so thank you for being that thank for you. everyone um because it's such a gift and you know choosing the vulnerability that you're being you're talking about like having no barriers or no bound like the barriers part is such a key thing like just allowing people to see you um right. is such a gift for everyone so if you can be anything this week guys just choose to be vulnerable and let people see you and let yourself see you um, and I'm still looking forward to speaking with all of you next week on the Pleasure Zone. And if you can make it out, um, and if you are in the GTA uh, area of Toronto and you'd like to make it out on uh, Thursday, May 5th, The Right Body for You, um, it is a intro class. We'd love to see you there. Have a great week. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melitza Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.